Hello, welcome once again to A Decimation of Dragons, a House of Dragons and Game of Thrones podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. And in the state, uh, I mean, Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. And in the province of uh, Alberta, Canada. It's Sean, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Uh, for folks who are new, uh, who we are, we are part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. You can send us emails at darkdiscussions.aol.com or email us through darkdiscussions.com on the menu. There's a contact us link and we will, uh, see a box, or I should say you will see a box that pops up and you can put in the subject, uh, dragons or something like that and we'll know the email is for us this podcast here because we are part of a bunch of podcasts that we do here on the dark discussions news network site. So let's go to the next item on the agenda. Oh yeah. For what we do here on this podcast, uh, this podcast here is a discussion weekly of the television series, a house of dragons. Uh, actually it's just called house of the dragon. Um, and uh, this is the third uh, episode that we're going to, to talk about which is called Second of His Name, directed by Greg Yatanis and written by Gabe Fonsenka and Ryan Condell, which aired September 4th, 2022. We're recording this on September 5th, 2022. Uh, the show is based off of part of the book by George R.R. R. Martin entitled Fire and Blood, and it stars... Uh, a handful of people, uh, probably the most well-known uh, for his work and multiple uh, things in the UK, uh, Patty Considine. Um, that's pretty much I got it here. The executive producers are, or I should say the showrunners, uh, Ryan Condal and Miguel Sapochnik. Uh, news this week was Miguel Sapochnik is stepping down and uh, Ryan Condal is, is taking over uh, fully, I guess. Uh, if anybody wants to talk about that, we can talk about that as we get uh, into our episode. Uh, what we do here is we talk about everything about the show, and specifically this episode, episode three of the series, and we spoil everything because we're assuming anybody who is listening to this podcast is here to hear uh, different perspectives or, or different things about uh, the show that they may have not noticed or thought about or whatever. And that's why we have emails, so they, meaning you listeners, can participate by emailing us if you so desire. Um, all right, so I guess we can get into uh, what we felt about this episode and uh, whatnot. So uh, let's start with you, Mike. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm still a little stunned at just how quickly the show is moving along. I, I like this a lot, but it opens up three years after we left off. And given the uh, criticisms of the show moving quickly, uh, Game of Thrones moving quickly in its final season or two seasons, uh, the idea that they just kind of ra are racing ahead like this um, kind of takes me back. I'm not at all what I was expecting from the series. And it does make me wonder, like, long term, uh, where they're going to be going. But, you know, they're not dawdling. And they're, they're, they're moving the pieces around the board. And I think it's very easy to see. 
unlike, say, in you know, the early scenes of the Game of Thrones, where you really had to pay attention because something may be mentioned in episode one and not be mentioned again until season three or something. Uh, I think there's some interesting new pieces put on the board. Um, I think we learned a little bit more about more of the characters and uh, uh, more dragon stuff. Uh, lots of fire. So I really like that. So uh, I'll be curious to see where we go next week. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's go for you, Barrett. Yeah, I really like this episode. I thought it was really well done. It had some great action set pieces um, at the end of the episode. And I really liked the character development. I thought the acting was great. Um, CGI was great. And this weekend I watched the opening for Lord of the Rings. And this was a it made me feel so much better watching this after I'd watched the Lord of the Rings opening. So um, I'm fully in on this show. All right. Sounds good. Uh, if they, um, yeah, this is, uh, the, probably the best episode so far. Uh, it also, uh, makes me dislike a lot of the characters even more. Uh, I don't know if I <laughs> like any character in this show, to be honest. Um, and, uh, there's some issues where, uh, uh, a stalemate ends in, uh, pretty quickly after two years of a stalemate. And then just some random thing happened, which was, it was a cool scene, but it was just weird um, and stuff. But uh, all in all, uh, it was a really good episode, uh, though. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I really I do like the king a bit, but that's about it, at, at least right now. Like, everything changes weekly, it seems. So uh, it's the best episode of the series so far. Uh, let's go for you, Sean. Uh, another fantastic episode in a string of fantastic episodes so far. I uh, loved a lot of the use of imagery uh, throughout the episode. Action pieces, um, great acting from the cast. Um, the music felt, you know, just very tense in, in a lot of good spots. And, uh, yeah, I just really liked the episode, and I'm just really excited about where they're taking things. All right, sounds good. So it seems like uh, we all uh, like the, the episode and uh, the direction of the series. I, I like Mike's point uh, about the fast forwarding. I, th- I think that's fabulous. Uh, myself, I, I concur. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll get into a bunch of things. But before we do, uh, I know uh, Mike and, and you, Sean, were, were mentioning stuff offline on our. Uh, text messenger that we talked about, about Miguel Sapochnik. Um, so I don't know if either of you want to, want to bring it up uh, right now. We can talk a little bit about that before we get into specifics on episode three. Uh, just what I'd read was that he had uh, spent the last three years like working very, very hard uh, with the series. And it sounded like, again, I could be wrong, but it sounded like he kind of was at the burnout point and was looking to do something different. And that's kind of why I think he stepped away. But Mike, maybe you can correct me on that. Well, that I, I don't know. Um, my problem is that he's one of the executive producers or just straight producers. Um, it's always hard to tell what the effect of a change in a showrunner is going to be until it actually happens. Um, there's a lot of times it happens and you don't notice. You don't notice there's a change in the writer's room. I mean, we notice when there's changes in cast, but we don't necessarily notice when there's a change behind the scenes. There are some times where I think it's it's obvious or certainly obvious in hindsight. And the example I, always, I often go to is Brian Fuller, 
uh, who did shows like Dead Like Me and Heroes um, and Hannibal. Doctor but, Who is a good one, too. And Doctor Who is one where there's been obvious changes. Uh, but Doctor Who, a lot of times those changes also coincide with change in the Doctor. Yeah. Which is going to necessitate a change in it. But like Heroes, you could tell, I think, when Fuller stepped away and then when he came back and then stepped away again. Because it's like, oh, the show's good again. Oh, no, it's not bad. That's no, it's, it's not, not as good anymore. Because it, it was just weird how that happened. That was a great show. It's a shame that what happened to it. Oh, uh, well, I mean, it started, had like a great first season. And Heroes? then Fuller left. Yeah. Heroes yeah. had a horrible he ending to its first season, though. I don't think that helped it. Oh, you didn't like the well, cheerleader? I thought, I thought that was a terrible ending. Save the cheerleaders, save the saying, world. Regardless, it, it, it happened. You could tell Dead Like Me, he did. He stepped away after the second season. You could tell there was a difference. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times that isn't. So I don't know, because being a producer is such um, a nebulous thing in that it's not as clear-cut as being, say, the head writer or being... Um, uh, as being the head writer or being the director or something, it's like because their roles can vary a lot. You have producers who are very, very directly involved, and you have producers who are, who are not that directly involved in what's going on that just write the paycheck. And well, I, I want to interject real quick here, too. I think studio involvement can also impact that as well. Like you might see less change if the studio is over involved versus not. Right, and there's a couple of producers well, you, involved you, you in the show, right? If I could interject too to further that, um, that's that's the thing is that these shows, you know, you have the showrunner, and you know they may have a, a big part in creating it, but really the the, the true producer, the, the big boy, is is the the finance company that's putting the money up. So it makes sense that they would want to have their say. You know, so I don't know. I just I just wanted to add that interject that piece, too. Um, but sometimes you get uh, studios that are hands off. Some of them get very hands on. Uh, you look at like the, a lot of the stories that happened behind the scenes Darabont. with Warner Brothers. Uh, Darabont was another one. And then, other, and then other times you get producers where they get very uh, they're, they're really good at shielding the talent from the the memos and stuff that come from the uh, from the money makers, uh, and and allows the show to th to thrive and keep everybody happy. It, it just it is the kind of thing that we're not going to know if it's good or bad. Or I mean, I'm not saying it's necessarily good, but it's it's going to really affect the show negatively until after we get to next season because this season's done. It's in the can, and we're going to hope. Um, well, as, as, gonna, as long as it's Ryan Condal. Is is there? I, I think we, we should be all right. Let's hope. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, basically, looking through uh, the list, I mean, he's he's written all three of the episodes, you know. So um, uh, that's that's important, I think. You know, the the writer is huge, and and uh, if he's the showrunner um, or co-showrunner, and he's staying on board, then at least that's a positive. You know, I mean, it's better than him walking away too. Put it that way. All right, and it's but it's also going to be interesting because you also now have this change in HBO. Uh, so who knows how the finances are going to change? Now I have a feeling the show is. Uh, do we have ratings for last week? Uh, yeah, two point two six. 
Uh, again, though, this is those that watch during the thing. I mean, HBO's claimed that you know, 10, 20 million people watched it within the first week or whatever of episode one. But during the actual showing, it was 2.17 last week, or it was 2.26. Um, so they're, they're getting there a lot of views after it's oh, released so they, the next day or something like that. So it doesn't sound like they're losing anybody. Um, which is good because it true. was like if, it was two point it was two million the first week and one million the second, but the reviews have been good. That may have encouraged people who had given up on the show to uh, to stick with it or give it a try. Uh, and there's going to be people like Eric Webster, uh, co-host of the Dark Discussions podcast, who will no longer watch something week to week and insist on doing it like as a binge watch when you're at the end of the season. So there will be some other viewers added then. But if they're doing well, then Probably HBO will continue, and Discovery really will continue to funnel money in that direction. But Discovery has made some really questionable choices, uh, so mm-hmm. who knows what they're going to do. Yep. And so that may end up not working out as intended. Yeah. You know, yeah, maybe, it'll be, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like you said, we got the first season already fully done. Next season, we have at least one uh, the one of the main show, two showrunners back. But again, yeah, I mean, a year later, we, we've seen what's happened to Netflix, to D- Disney, to uh, Warner Brothers, and, and on and on. So who knows what happens, you know, next year, you know. Um, because that may affect it even more than the change of showrunners, is, is where they'll go with the uh, money for the show, you know. I mean, Netflix has been dropping shows left and right. You know, a lot of it's because no one was watching them, um, like like uh, Resident Evil and and Cowboy Bebop. Where plus they, I guess, upset a lot of the original fan base or something. But again, a lot of it comes down to money too and viewership and stuff. So I don't know. And flooding the market with streaming services probably doesn't help. No, well, it's not. Even, I don't even think it's that. I think you know what it is. I think that the, the, it's the flooding of TV shows. The genre, there's just just thousands of them. You know, you 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 just turn on any of the, the streaming services, and there's like five, six, seven, eight different genre shows of any genre, whether it's sci-fi, fantasy, horror, what you know. Boom, and it's like, how many can you watch? You know. Well, yeah, some of us may are old, and so I remember a point, you know, where I was watching genre TV, and I think when maybe it was when X-Files was starting to go, was going off the air. I'm thinking, all right, I think I'm just about done with TV. There's nothing on it. I want to watch. I remember when I was young, you know, I, I would watch something like misfits of science because it was like the only genre show that was on the air. And most of the genre stuff that was on the air were really pretty terrible shows. Uh, Cause you certainly didn't have the budget and stuff to do effective genre back then either. But um, yeah, now, I mean, you have, both Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings airing at the same time on, on competing networks. Uh, and not to mention you have The Witcher on another network. And that's just like this, this sword and sorcery subgenre, you know, of, of nerddom. You know, forget science fiction, horror, and the rest. You, yep. you can't. You just can't keep up with everything. We have a surfeit of things to watch. Absolutely. And it's, um, you know, and it, it's, it's really hard to fathom. It's just... Um, like how much you just can't get to. And I, I heard somebody talking about it and said, you know, have you seen, have you seen so-and-so such and such? You're like, I've never even heard of such and such. Yeah. Oh, you'll <laughs> love it. 
it's it's just as it's 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 a whole lot like this and that and you're like i've never even heard of this and that and you're like <laughs> everything the, the 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 audiences are so fractured and it's amazing there's there's so much money being thrown at such a small niche audience uh as compared to the old days where they'd throw a little money at a show and it would get a massive audience i don't know how this is going to work and we've discussed in the past uh, on the dark discussions podcast that i don't think this is that this is probably not tenable that you are going to have to get some mergers and we are actually seeing really one with um uh with hbo and discovery you kind of sort of have one with hulu and disney plus um it would be shocking to start seeing these package deals going but honestly i I don't even know if it's the number of channels because we we always had a number channels whenever you know cable has a hundred and something channels and, and like, independent subscriptions and and 30 of the yeah but but it's i, I think it's the the shows right it's it's the number of shows yeah there's way more made now than there was that's what i years, think it is even five yeah, years ago yeah. well and that's the thing is that streaming services don't have to air the the, the shows at a specific time anymore they can just dump it you know or if they really wanted to so like that's all netflix does they just dump them and dump them and dump them and you know and whatever sticks they keep on going and ones that don't they, they flush and well, you take a look at um back in the heyday of network tv right you had to have you had seven days of shows and for the most part it was really just prime time that the networks paid for mm-hmm. right the networks did you know eight o'clock to ten or eleven and then you switch over to the local newscasts and um, uh, Johnny Carson, if you were on NBC, but pretty much everybody else just didn't care. And even Sunday night was usually like, you know, the movie of the week. Reruns. So Cheers. <laughs> Saturday night was almost always a dumping ground. Uh, now you're getting, they need to have shows 24-7. And it's not just three networks and a bunch of basic cable channels that are just showing reruns of uh what's happening or, or something it's everybody's producing their own shows right well and, we, oh go on I was yeah, just say a, that. Yeah. yeah okay i was just gonna say that um but but yeah we, we were all, all good conversations but but it was we we kind of probably get focused back onto the the episode at hand but uh the main thing was the set pochnik walking away and what the, that will do to and, and whatnot and, and we went into uh some pretty interesting things about how the the industry itself is causing some of these weird things to happen so uh all right so let's get into the episode um so uh who wants to start uh, i just want know. to start with the yeah, opening ahead. sequence yeah, where yeah, it yeah. felt go like ahead. you were you were in hell and then you have uh Craxies fly in and burn 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 i thought that was a really awesome visual and i love and it's like mike's talked about it too is the design for Craxies but also his the movements. Yeah, it's like a high watching the detail. It's just awesome. Like the way like he moves like snake head. Yeah. It's cool. He's it's like a snake. Cool. He's very sinuous. Oh, good vocabulary use. Sinuous. Explain yeah. that. I've never heard that word before. It's just kind of waving around like a tentacle almost. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's pretty cool. It's very it's very serpentine and it makes yeah. him different from the other dragons we have seen to date but even the the other two dragons that we've seen now with cyrax you know renera's uh dragon and then sea smoke that we see at the end of the episode they're all different and i like that they're making like they're making them distinctly different 
I do have a question because I couldn't tell who was on that dragon at the end. I think it's Lenor. So yeah, yeah it's the son of the sea snake. Yeah. The sea snake, sea snake. Corliss. So Corliss oh, 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 so that was a Valerian. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know he had a son. I'm yeah, like, I didn't know they had dragons. I, well, yeah, did, I knew that. He is part but of the twins. That's from my reading, not from, from the show, though, Barrett. So that's a fair point. Okay. But, yeah. I thought their whole point was they were the only ones with dragons, so they had the power. If Corliss has his own, that gives him power. a big amount of power, more than oh, I thought wait, wait, he wait, had. But rem- except, remember, he's married to a Targaryen. Well, yeah, I know yeah, he so, is, yeah. but... Yeah. So their I, son is part Targaryen. Is part Targaryen. Yeah. yeah half and that's why, they, that's that's why you have the guy kept pushing to have them um, marry Rhaenyra to... The, right. the sun. Because he was right. hoping he'd have a dragon at Lannister, in the yeah, Lannister yeah. area. It's always yeah. well, a wise not, thing not, to not marry even, first cousins. Yeah, not even Jason Lannister's attempt, but just the fact of trying, because you tried to marry the daughter to Viserys, so the next is try and marry, because that advisor had said maybe marry Rhaenyra to the sun, so you can still bring them back into the alliance in the fold and strengthen that Again, that bloodline idea. So, but that makes more sense to me now because it means that the um, having the dragons is dependent on a Targaryen, and so that means that that was really because the Lannister guy does say we have a spot for a dragon to well to make a dragon pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so his whole intention is that power base. Yeah. Now, how spread well, up out do they want that power base? Is the question. That's why I'm kind of questioning it a little bit but the thing the thing is if you well i mean the idea is they control the skies with the dragons and then you control the seas with uh corliss's fleet right but if every faction has a dragon then you've got issues yeah but not every faction is going to have a dragon though so like if you keep marrying into other families that's where i'm i'm talking about it's like but the thing is they're trying to keep it tied to the valerian bloodlines of old valeria as opposed to Mixing it all with the the West the Lannisters or whoever the Lannisters, yeah. Starks, Strongs, etc. But he was he, the king was strongly thinking about giving her to the Lannister guy. So yes, but the king is also very indecisive. About. Well, I understand that. I'm, yeah. We're just talking hypothetically here of where she yep. goes, not of what is happening. I'm just talking about where, what the plan seems to be, and it seems haphazard. Right. Well. The question is how many how many of these factions do have dragons? And again, though, it's just going to be other families within the Valerian or the Targaryen families, right? Because none of the other families have. Yeah, no. And, and unless, unless they marry, unless they marry in, that's my that's my point. How how because marriages are used to cement alliances, but well, if they marry into another family, that means there might be dragons in that other family, and then you become more fractured the more you do that. Right, but as long as there's a Targaryen or Valyrian, they you be, they become Targaryen or Valyrian, right? I mean, the well, Lannisters wouldn't become Targaryens; they would still be Lannisters with a Targaryen who has a dragon. Right. So then they'd have dragons. But I have a, oh yeah, but but they would be considered a Targaryen-related family, even if the name is says Lannister. <laughs> I understand right? that, but then they might want to be king someday. That. I guess you're not understanding what I'm saying. Okay, move on. No, no, no. I don't know. He understands it, but it's still the family. Yeah, it's still the family. That's all I'm saying. And they could have a king. That's what rebellions are made up of, though. The people that are closely related that aren't 100% related. Right, but but, uh, 
if the king is is um if it, if if the next in line is a Lannister and that Lannister is fifty percent Targaryen, I get, isn't that okay? Or, you Unless know they kill everybody else off so they can be the king. Well, anybody could do that. But having the dragon would give them the power base to be able to rally people, is what I'm saying. Well, the but that's only also one... assuming that dragons will bond bond with the people, right? Because the bond they don't always bond. Oh wait 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 a minute. The 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 king is operating at the moment. He's on. First of all, the king is wishy-washy. The king yeah. doesn't know what the hell is going on. That's his biggest um, issue. <laughs> and so that is a problem. He's trying to make too many people happy. He's conflicted um, because on the one hand, he's got this dream that he had that he thought, you know, everything was going to be hunky-dory and then thought that the dream was never going to come true. And then it did. And then it, you know, but after he'd already decided to change his plans, so it's all really odd. So the question is, what are his plans when he's trying to marry off uh, Rhaenyra? And I don't know that he has it figured out completely yet. And I don't think he's good at this whole politics thing. But Rhaenyra is going to be queen. So if doesn't, so as long as even if she marries a Lannister, she technically would be the head of the throne. And not unusual, by the way, for someone to from a royal family to decide to take the the name of the more powerful family. So oh, yeah. they may end while well, it may be a Lannister's son, they may end up just deciding to go with uh taking the Targaryen name in order to secure that Targaryen dynasty. Well, this is where uh, we run into issues, though, because there is a son now. So there's going to be two people that can vie for the throne, whether she is currently the heir or not. There could like, be well, a whole faction if... that stands behind him. You mean Aegon? Yeah, Aegon. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, yeah. We don't even know if the, the, the new son is going to be a dragon rider. Why wouldn't he be? Aren't they all? Can't they all? It, I don't know. I mean, this but, is where I was saying where the dragons don't always bond with people. Or hasn't. Yeah, like Viserys rode a dragon, but then something happened, and then he, he from that point on, he doesn't have a dragon. Well, it's well. once he became king, maybe maybe it's customary. No, it wasn't that. Be... It was like something bad happened, and then that was basically it. He did not take another dragon. Mm. Unless, like, unless I'm wrong. But the whole point is to secure loyalty to the crown, and if your family has the crown, you know, there's not going to be a, a surplus of dragons if the majority of the dragons are still Targaryen and part of that bloodline, then you have to find other ways to secure it. Like I said, whether it's by getting the ocean power and the money of the of the sea snake, or getting the, the just the general wealth of the Lannisters. He's trying to find a good match, and in fairness, he says he's been drowning in a sea of papers ever since uh, she's, she came of age, and he's just, and they've all been rejected, so he's trying to find someone, so the Lannister twin is not like his number one pick. It's, you know, he's been knocked down to like the 30th draft in the, you know, in the ranking, but they've passed on all the others. So, they're trying to find something, and that's for the whole idea of marrying your your, your brother. Uh, by the way, last week, last week, marry a twelve year old. This week, hold my beer. That's betrothed <laughs> to a two year old brother. <laughs> your twelve year old, your twelve year old niece. No, that's not twisted enough. No, no, no. Oh, 
Well, people do, did get promised to each other early on, sometimes when they're born. Well, and it was weird, too, is that it was going to be promised to his half-sister is what someone was yeah, promised to. Yeah. 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 Well, and the problem being, besides the incest thing, which, let's be clear, definitely a problem, is that she's 17 years old, which means I guess she was only like 14 years old when we last saw her, which was kind of hard to tell for me how old she was supposed to be. So she's 17. By the time he's old enough, you know, she will be 27 minimum. Like, well, probably so like 29. Mar- isn't it like Marjorie and, and King Tommen? Yeah, yeah, but Tommen was older than two. Yeah. No, no, but when they come to age, that, that yeah, Marjorie, I'm just saying, she would be Marjorie's age, is what I'm saying. Oh, maybe. I'm just saying she's going to be on the, on the declining side of her fertility cycle. So, um, of her, of her, of her, and her, her, her life. So, from a purely practical point of view, if the goal is to marry and produce heirs, you kind of like her to marry someone who could start producing heirs today, not someone who could start producing heirs 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. Well, it would solve the problem. That's why I think that guy, and I don't know who he is, uh, but I've seen it, you know, he was in an episode last week. To, I suggested it is because it solves the problem of worrying about people choosing Rhaenyras or Rhaenyra and people choosing well, that, Aegon, right? That was that was Otto Hightower. That was the hand of the king and no, no, Alicent's no. father. No, it was the it was the chubbier guy with the, the beard. No, no, he wasn't suggesting marrying the the half brother. He was suggesting marrying uh, the guy that was on the dragon at the end of the show. Oh, you're right. You're right. It was the. You're right. It was the. He, he was saying to marry. Said to marry the Aegon. Well, he was the. He was the ally of Corlys, right? In the in the meetings. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's the. You're right. You're right. The other guy was saying now it's the time to have Rhaenyra marry the guy that was on the dragon and uh, at the end. Yeah, the, the son of Corlys. Yeah, yeah. But it's also still good advice because it repairs a damaged relationship. It does yeah, shore he, up. He summed it up perfectly too. He goes, he goes for uh, real or imaginary um, flights. Uh, yes, thank you. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, and it's the best advice he's gotten so far. Even though I don't necessarily trust that guy hundred percent, it's still the best advice he's gotten. That would probably heal a bunch of fractures and and make the kingdom a little more stable. Well, not only is it the best advice he's gotten. It's the best advice he's gotten in which the person giving it does not have an immediate benefit, or at least not yeah. in a way that's obvious. Yeah, right. So obviously, he, whatever his benefit is, we don't see it. He turned, Well, I think he just likes the king. and Because he, he, when he said it, the king goes, oh, you mean you want my daughter to marry your, your son? He goes, no, no, not at all. This is what you should do this. And I think it's because he just likes the king. I, I think he would be a good hand if he was the hand, to be honest. He seems more true than Otto, at least in my opinion. But becoming the hand might make you worse. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, haven't that's seen possible. any good hands. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah no one wants system, that position. That's for sure. It's a system that they are all born into, you know, and it is a thing that because it's all by bloodline, you can't just go out and say, hey, I've got a better fiscal plan or, hey, I have a better strategy for dealing with the, the crab feeder. Vote for me and make me your new king. The only way you get to positions of power are through these kind of machinations. So, yeah, is it skeezy? Sure. Is it understandable given the circumstances? I also think, yeah, kind of. Um, 
unfortunate, but it makes sense. Well, yeah, and he, the king was definitely tired of everybody, you know, moving around for <laughs> getting favor for their candidate. Right, right. Well, and, and plus he had a little bit too much wine, so that didn't help his, his thinking at that moment either. Yeah. As he told his wife later, the wine was a little too good. But <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, an interesting thing um, about – I liked what Allison said, which is you have to make her think she's choosing the the, the guy. You know, she but, has but, to choose. She has to have her own choice. Yeah, yeah. I like Allison. I think she didn't go to that willingly, but she's really moved into the role to do as good a job as she can, and she's resisting her father to some extent. Yeah, she's caught because I think she has, she does have the three allegiances. Um, besides the eternal allegiance to our, our own selves that everybody has, she is caught between her father and her love for her father and obedience to her father, obedience to her king. And I think she has a genuine love and affection for the king and real love and affection for her friend who, uh, to be fair, I think she's being ridiculously patient with because she's still pouting three years after she became queen. Uh, and that relationship has clearly not been repaired. So right. I think she's torn between all of them, and in this particular case, she doesn't want to manipulate the king into doing something that would hurt uh, Renera because that would damage that relationship. It's sort of like a two-to-one here, where she could help her son and, and and please her father, or she could do what's right by her husband and do what's right by her friend. And so she's kind of conflicted, and... um yeah, I think she's just trying to do as best as she can the right thing. And she says, "You want me to raise my your, you know, uh, my son to betray his sister, or something to that effect." And right, right. so she's more concerned with raising a son who is a good man than a powerful one. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that's that brings me up to Renera. It's like you said, the past three years she's been pouting and and. Man, I, I, I mean, you know, whether she's the right person to rule this country in the future or not, she's a, she is just pouting, and it's just annoying. She's still a kid, though. Yeah, she is still defense. a kid, and yeah, and, know, but well, and she's not really being given anything to do that would be, you know, anything she's interested in. Like get her occupied or doing something, right? And then maybe that would help. Well, we don't know because we've had three years that just went super by fast, and so we don't really know. It seems like she's just yeah. being idle and doing nothing, right? It, no, no. They they mentioned that she's now three and seventeen, so not three, ten and seventeen. So uh, ten and seven. Yep. So she's seventeen years old. So yep. she was fourteen years old when what happened before. She talks about how they're going to the uh, the hunt, and that nobody is really there for her. And we know that she was kind of got the whisper in her ear, the older aunt telling her that nobody will be happy with hers. But we're kind of getting the sense now that that's the case, that everyone yeah. is happy that he had a son. Uh, the son has now been two years of having a son and everybody kind of working under the assumption as she is working under the assumption that um, he's going to end up being named heir which I guess is a thing you don't do before the second birthday because of the high risk of uh, marrying a Lannister or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah, so, and and I think I, the, the you, tragedy you can't, you here... Can't, they're not guilty for what Delanis is doing in the future. No, but you can see seeds. I think you can see seeds in, in, from the Lannisters here with yeah. what comes but, up. But you got to remember, you got to remember, we, we're seeing seeds of what the Targaryens do too, right? They they killed the Stark. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They killed, they killed, they're nuts. Those people are nuts. Well, anyway, they're nuts or they're not. They're great or they're nuts. Those those are, as I said, the gods flip a uh, every time a Targaryen is born, the they flip a coin and the gods hold their uh, the gods flip a coin and the world holds its breath, right? Is it going to be someone great or is it going to be somebody who's nuts? Right, because for um, some reason, and and the reason is is they're the most powerful family because they have dragons. If they didn't have dragons, they probably wouldn't be in power. Probably. Well, because the most powerful, help. right? The most powerful family that has dragons and they bang each other. Right. Um. So those, those, yeah, those are not a good, good combination. So you have children who often come out not right. But um, I mean, part of it is certainly you're seeing character problems of people of privilege. I think a great example of that is um, when Allison is talking to the king and saying, uh, and he's saying why he will not help his brother. You know, and she says, well, they'll just see a king who loves his brother. And he says, well, you're you. You know, you're more charitable to see things with more charitable eyes. You know, nobody gives a shit about all the people who are getting slaughtered in the meantime. This is purely about him and his brother and Corliss. And how right? it looks. Not all the people who are dying and how does it look. And, and you know, these are, these are his subjects who are being killed by the crab feeder. And she finally, and I love this, this is just, you know, cuts to the bullshit and says, is it better or worse for the kingdom to have the crab feeder get stronger? Yep. And now, even then, it's not saying is it better or worse for your people. It's just treating your kingdom as as a, as an object of your possession. Is it better for the thing that you own? Is this better for the value of your home to put in new plumbing? Not whether or not it'll help people relieve themselves. Right. Um. Right. So yeah. So that and. That is unfortunately a product of these characters being in power, of being in a um, a feudal system like this, and all being born into wealth and power. And they don't have that understanding. They don't have that connection. You see that certainly with um, Rhaenyra, where she's just, well, you know, how she wishes she could be She's sitting there, you know, in a room with her her minstrel on repeat and then whining about her life and how she'd trade like to trade places with one of the commoners, completely unaware of the, the, the wealth and privilege that she really has. Because yeah, there is a there are burdens that go with leadership and, and she's can't you can't get everything you want. I think they do a great job of laying that out again in this episode. And especially with the king just kind of going, Listen to you little brat. I haven't gotten everything I wanted. You're not gonna get everything you wanted. You get all this benefit, this is the price you're gonna have to pay. Well, and I, I liked what uh the 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 King's guard said to her out in the forest, which is all these you know, woman that would love to be in your place. And she goes, yeah, but they don't have to deal with what I'm doing. And, and he, he says, you know, and he implies basically, yeah, but you don't know how they're living, you know? So it's like, which, which is worse, your situation or all these people that are, you know, working the fields every day, uh, worrying about, you know, 
the in, uh, rebels or, or, or raiders or, or, or whatever, you know. So she, she has nothing to worry about when it comes to the normal aspects of life. And so it kind of makes me even more annoyed because, you know, she's just like, I don't know, it's, it's, everything's about her. Yeah, but she's, Again, she's, she's young. 17. Yeah, 17, you're right. She's young and right. stupid. That's true. And and that's a thing. And uh, I understand I, you could be I think you can be annoyed with a 17 year old. I think it's yeah, perfectly yeah. fair to be well, annoyed with a 17 year old. I'll tell you one thing, though, between her and Allison, who are the same age, Allison's a, a lot more mature and a lot more smart. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I also think you get. And I, but uh, I don't, yeah, what, oh, go on. I'm sorry. Uh, so you get signs of strength in her, uh, that the, with, with, uh, Rhaenyra, you know, oh, sure. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's, she's a hardhead. She's, she's got, uh, you know, uh, she, she, yeah, she, she, she has strength. Yeah. Whatever the yeah, strength. She, is. Will, she, again, she will respond if attacked, right. Yes. And where, where the king didn't, right. or at least that's what appears. Um, well, I think Allison has, has already come to, grips with the reality of her situation and what she's going to have to do in her life to, um, you know, be in right. any role. Well, and it also is the difference between the father and, and daughters is that the father, like you said, isn't willing to just attack and which makes him, I guess, like someone I would rather, I would trust as a leader versus Renera, who seems like she'd be the, like, Daenerys or, or, or Cersei's or, or someone and just put the fist down and, and it's like I, you just don't know you know I mean I don't know it's 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 tough which is the better the the weaker leader that's more just or the hothead like the brother or like Rhaenyra who I, I, w I don't know if I would trust him the, well, the problem is that I was just going to say the one thing I like, though, is that th these characters are not just one, you know, one aspect, right? You have your strengths and you have your flaws. So it's like real life, right? Because people aren't perfect. And so you can have a person who's who's in a leadership position. Unfortunately, we, we can't we can't vote them out, though. Well. With these people, right? So you're yeah. stuck. You have to do the rebel. That's the, that's the reason why there's, there's <laughs> rebellions in this world is because right. that's the only way you get rid of them. When you get well, an I mean, insane one, you yeah. have to take them out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it comes back to that that prophecy or that that thing about you know you don't know what you're going to get, and then you and by the time you find out, it's usually too late, right? Yeah. Well, and and again, it, it, it's it, there's nothing you can do about it because they get dragons. You know, so I mean, if they didn't have dragons, it's like then then they would be an overthrow or a separate you know section of the kingdom would declare independence or something. But I don't know. And yeah, that's so. why it's particularly bad when one of them's bad because they have so much power in a dragon. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Well, that, yeah, that's the thing. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's there. They can intimidate because they have the dragon. So you just pray to God that they're just, you know. Yeah. That's all you can do. And I don't know if I trust any of the heirs right now, whether it's the brother, whether it's the daughter, because they, they both seem like they're hot-headed kooks, and, and I'd be worried about them. Well, I don't see the daughter as being as hot. I mean, the only thing she's really attacked 
was the boar that tried to kill her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. True. So I, I think I've put a lot more faith in her, providing the fact the fact that she's seventeen. Um, I, I think if you had her with uh, Alicent as her hand, I think that could be an interesting, yeah. uh, an interesting power. Um, but yeah, I mean, I certainly wouldn't trust uh, Dagon. Um, and and certainly, I think they are setting things up. You wouldn't trust Aegon, you said? No, uh, not Dagon. Uh, what's his Damon? Oh, oh Damon. Damon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, Damon, I think that gets the at the end of the episode. Uh, not to spoil anything, but it's. Uh, oh we're, no! We're, 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 we're assuming yeah, everybody is spoiled. I think he's. Well, I was just saying because we're, we're not even going close to, to to the order of the the thing. You pretty much have him now being the opposite. You know, you got of uh, his brother of his brother. His brother is Viserys is being Neville Chamberlain over there. You know, <laughs> vacillating and you know wanting peace at <laughs> his time and just letting the 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 crab feeder cause all sorts of problems and his brother goes on a suicide mission and just says, fuck it and ends it in well, 15 minutes after finally do the, having enough. Doesn't he do the suicide mission because he's afraid his brother will come to help him. So he wants to get it finished then so he can get the credit. I'm sure that's but, part of it. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. that's up That's absolutely it is like the, because they start the episode with, I'm guessing Two years earlier or three years earlier, the where he flies the dragon, yeah. right, and sends the crab feeder into his little hidey hole, and then we fast forward, and he's been hiding in those holes for three years, and they just can't root him out. And so, what finally prompts him is when his brother's going to come along for help, and says, "I'm sending you aid," and he's like, "Oh fuck no, I am not going to be beholden to you. I would rather die." <laughs> and then somehow comes out alive. And I'll say two points on that, if you don't mind, Mike. Yeah. The the first is he did not go to the Rickon School of Avoiding Arrows. Yes, I thought the same thing. (laughs) The other thing I was going to say is, I know this is kind of jumping, but Crabfeeder's design was so great, and then you find out that it's because he has grayscale. I thought that was a really awesome thing. Well, she's going to bring up another issue. Because if you look, yeah, his skin is all fucked up, yeah. um, and that's why he's acting weird too. Is is because he's he's so he's further along with the the disease. Did not occur to me that he had grayscale. How did, how did you know that? They didn't mention should, it, did they? If they looked like based on the it design looked of like the it, makeup yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and okay, then okay. I actually looked so, it so, up. So if you haven't follow, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, then you wouldn't know what the heck they're talking. You about. You wouldn't know what it is. Yeah, you just yeah. assume yeah. it's just weird design. He's got but issues. He's <laughs> actually got grayscale. So he almost right. looks undead. So <laughs> yes. so so what what let's let's talk about this this Damon thing here and what, what the yeah he does look like he's a zombie or something. But uh, what what's the deal with Damon not wanting help from his brother? Is it because his brother waited so long, or he or, or maybe he the brother? Uh, he's in an act of open rebellion, basically against his brother. He's, he's yeah, defying him, yeah, and he true. and he's pissed at his brother for passing him over. And he's trying to press his case to be the rightful heir. And if he has to be bailed out, right? That's that's be a lot harder. This is this is the thing that's stupid about Damon, and I mentioned this in one of our prior episodes. Is th- there, there was a good chance he was going to have other 
is besides Rhaenerys because he was going to remarry. And sure enough, that happened. So I don't understand Damon thinking that he was ever going to be king. That's like like Prince Charles' brother, the, the, the one that's been disgraced, thought he was ever going to be king, which was never going to happen because Charles was there and then Charles had two sons. So it it's just stupid. This Damon guy is just an idiot. Well, we don't know if he was maybe planning his brother's demise, and then things got more complicated. You know. Yeah. Well, so. that, that just makes him that <laughs> makes him not only an idiot; it also makes him uh, a scoundrel. Yeah. But it's oh, also yeah. an aspect of we don't know. Again, with the the benefits of the incestual relations that the Targaryens have, we don't know that this is isn't part of a, a complex that he has, right? Yeah. Where he may yeah, not a little think bit of craziness. Yeah, because yeah, he he's could got already mental be, health issues or something. Yeah, he he may already have have those behavioral health issues oh. that uh, yeah personality disorders. Well, and he had he had accepted grudgingly that his nephew was going to end up getting the throne, and then made the mistake of celebrating when his nephew died. Now, we know the king has not been successful in airing another child since Rhaenerys was born, and, and in producing another child. That may have also perpetuated with Alicent. He had no way of knowing. But at the very least, it's kind of a slap in the face to have his his inheritance taken away and handed to a, to a woman from his point of view. So mm-hmm. even, if, even if there was a ch- good chance that he wasn't going to be named king at the very least there was still a chance he would be because anything could happen even if he didn't do anything right it could be even if he had another child it could have ended up being another girl but for him to flout convention take away the thing he'd been given to give it to a to a, a woman which obviously the kingdom is not happy about and he's no different from any of the rest it's a it's a more of a slap in the face so I don't think that he necessarily expects it, but he could taste it. He had, it was a chance. And, yeah. and, Which and was still weird, though, because we knew the king was going to get remarried, and there was going to chance to there would be. Well, we didn't know is. he didn't didn't know it at the time. But but well, he didn't know if he'd actually sense. come up with an heir. He didn't know if he'd come up with an heir or not. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of factors there. I know, but, but getting old, it, it's not like he's necessarily always fertile, you know. Yeah, I know. It, it's just it was just weird. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, he has a valid point where he got stepped over because of the the daughter. I'll, I'll give you that. But for him to to not expect the, his brother to remarry and then possibly have other children just doesn't make any sense. Well, he could but have all sorts like of plans. Does he things out though? No, what's that? What's He's that? impetuous. He, yeah, he doesn't yeah. seem to be someone who thinks out or pl- plays the yeah, long yeah, game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's a reactionary. So, there's no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's just another one of his quirks. To be polite. Yeah, that's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you could argue in in one way, I guess, his rashness finally solved the issue with crab feeder. Yeah. But that was one hell of a risk to take. Well, um, I don't going think he was Expecting it to pay off. Yeah, <laughs> I think he thought he was going to die. But he, but he could sure as hell take out the fucking crab feeder after three years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was bizarre. And, That's the thing I didn't like about this episode was like well, three well, years stalemate, it, and then out of the blue, he was able to do it. Well, because it it paid off. I don't know that he was expecting it to, and 
That's you got to remember when we are. There's no, there's no CNN there recording this live as it happens. There will be a legend spun, and it will not be. And the crab feeders armies couldn't shoot for shit. <laughs> right. It will be. Right. It'll be. It'll be spun about him bravely venturing forth, shrugging off the, the arrows that because he was hit. Twice, it's not going to be and, and 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 killing the the guys dying of grayscale. No, it'll be the great. Sinister crab feeder, you know, uh, the scourge of the stepping stones. So, and this will be a clear contrast to his brother, who's, you know, sitting there like, you know, Neville Chamberlain or, or George McClellan just frittering away uh, the opportunities to, to, to win. And I, I, li- I like it, McClellan. Well done. Anyway, yeah, I mean, this is, this is, this is going to get him, um, Probably a strong vocal support over Renaris, and God knows how long that Viserys is going to be around. Because yeah, but, but this is the first episode he, where he didn't lose any pieces of his body. But but even if it's he, everybody says we're, him over Renaris, there's still Aegon there. But Aegon's a baby, and from the previews, he's still a baby next week. Yeah, so, but, but, but everybody knows that that's the that's the bar, that's the one, right? Well, he's not been named. He's not been named. Right. The, the only argument you could have is that who would be a regent to act on behalf of Aegon until he reaches age of maturity to rule? Well, yeah, so, but, I mean, but again, you, would you that be Queen king, Alicent or you, you expect the king to be alive for the next fifteen, twenty, thirty, forty years? But we don't right? know that though. That well, right? we don't we know don't. anything, right? But but in fe- and technically, right now, if we just go by the law, but not including Rhaenyra's being named. Aegon is is now would be considered next in line, right? Not Damon. Yes. Yeah. What you have now is a system where Rhaenyra is next in line. All the people want Aegon to be named, and he's not being named, and that's going to call into question the judgment of the the, the king that's sitting there. And hey, instead we've got the hero of the stepping stones. Yeah, I mean, oh no, there's, you know, there's no get, doubt. There's, there's and, always going to be someone get, that's going to go. We get a strong king now. There's, there's yeah. always going to be somebody that's going to support one of the Baratheon brothers, even if it's not the rightful heir. But, <laughs> the, but if we just go by the law, right now, Aegon technically is next in line. So da- Damon, is next like, in line is Rhaenyra's. No, no, I'm saying if we just go by the, the original law. So you're right. So if it's not Rhaenyris, then it's Aegon. So it's never going to be Daemon. That's my point. It, it will be if the people support him. It will right. be if he... If well, he, it well will that's a that's, that's rebellion. It that's will, a war. It, yeah. Well, right. And that's, that's, what's, that's, what's going, this is, that's what's going to happen. Right? This is going to be a war between them. That's how this, the series starts off. Is the only thing that could, could destroy the Targaryens are the Targaryens. Yep. And right, this other right. thing is terrible accidents happen. Well, well, yeah, right. To, to, to be honest, there's four. <laughs> there, there's, there's, there's three people. There's Damon. There's there's Venera, and then there's this new baby Aegon. So technically, there, there could be three different factions. Technically. And that's yeah, Peter, I have a feeling. Disagrees. I, have a I, I already know because I, 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 you know, 
did a synopsis on the book, so I know what's going to happen, assuming they don't change anything. But that, I mean, that, and, and I'm not spoiling anything by saying that. I'm just using common sense, which is you have three different people that could claim that the throne right now. Yeah. After, now, okay. but one of them is shitting themselves and Go. probably can't assert a claim. And I don't know if they would have the people that would support Aegon would mostly be supporting him because he has a penis. And but he would be in no position to rule right now. And yep. you and you can just switch over to uh, one who has the ability to rule right now, also has a penis and has also proven himself on a battlefield. And well, maybe he's the one. And so I could very easily see him having you know, the people that are going to stick with who they have. They'll stick with who they have and they'll stick with um, with the with the daughter would be my guess. and. Uh, but everybody else who would rather somebody with a penis is going to go over to Damon. All right. Yeah. All right, and that, that's where that's yeah. going to be. And yeah. I don't know. Then they haven't introduced, to my knowledge, um, well, any this, overt factions. That is, well, I haven't seen anyone that's going to. Um, like be that would also go in open rebellion. Like you, you had the right, war right, that, like, was like the, the Baratheons from the, right. You're not going to have a war of the five kings again. It right. looks like it's going to be one Targaryen faction against another. I don't think you're going to see like High Tower and Strong and Lannister right. also assert their own privilege. It's going to be which Targaryen do you support? Do you support um, Valerys or do you support no. Damon? Right, right. I, I would I would concur or, or Aegon. Because there's going to be some people that will say we follow the king all the way, and and, and if that's the, his son, that's his son. But the thing is, is I think the whole thing screwed up was when Damon kind of is at fault because he was the one that acted like a jackass, where he was celebrating, "I'm going to be the the king," you know, in the episode one when he should have just not, you know, start, been loyal and not been a dink, and then he caused the king to panic. And so he says, uh, all right, all right, we're going to name Venera uh, next in line. <clears throat> and then he gets remarried and then he has a son. And and so it's all screwed up because of that. It all, it all got screwed up because he had a shitty brother and he didn't put his fist down and, and shut his brother up. Well, I wouldn't say he panicked. I think he just got mad at his brother and then was like, you're no longer my heir. <laughs> She's going to be my heir. And you've had so many people in his ear about Damon being an issue, right? They just yeah. didn't expect that he would then choose Rhaenyra as his actual heir, right? Because the, the plan, you know, I think, from what we've seen, they're all kind of scheming in their own little ways or whatever, right? But yep. I think they did not expect him because, again, it's against their traditions and laws and stuff, right? To, for him to actually choose Rhaenyra as his heir. And so I think that throws problems into it too, right? And then the thing is, is he, and then with his inability to make decisions or trying to please everyone and please no one, like there's all those factors coming together. So it's not just one person or one thing. It's a whole bunch of stuff that is the perfect storm. Yeah, I, I, it's just – the whole thing's just weird. It's like – I mean, 
when does the king have to have an heir? Does he have to have the heir the moment he turns 18 and he gets married and, and gets his wife pregnant? Or can he have an heir when he's 40? I mean, and uh, you know what it is? It's just these people are all greedy scumbags. It's, it's really yes, funny. that would be the answer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just they're all power-hungry jerks. That's it's, it's all it is. Now, you could, if you were legitimately concerned, you could have issues with his health, right? Because he legitimately has health issues. So you don't want him to delay it too long because, again, anything can happen. You could fall down the stairs and break your neck and you're done, right? Yeah. So the, the, I can see a point of, like, you need to say this is the heir, so it's done. But then because he chose the heir that they didn't want, it just creates more fractures. And then you yeah. have Otto who's scheming from, you know, in his own way to get to secure his family and to secure their place. Right. Mm -hmm. I will give him credit because I had, again, I'm not an auto fan, but there's the moment where he's talking to the other gentleman. I can't think of his name. Who's keep, who's like, push, 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 push. He's like, no, like I can, and he tries to ask and then Viserys rebuffs him and he kind of backs off. Now, whether it's actually because he legitimately respects that decision or he's, I'm going to have to try something else, whatever. But in that sense, it shows that he's willing to, to adjust to the situation, whereas other people may not. Right. But the bottom yeah. line is no one is really doing this out of interest of their kingdom, <laughs> right? It's, it's self-interest driven. How much of it is this self-interest driven? Is oh, I guess, all of it is, yeah. By the but the characters, right? Because everyone yeah. has a different level of it. Yeah. Um, but I just who like would you want to be in that position and have to deal with all that scheming? I wouldn't. Well, <laughs> you know, it's it, it's just bizarre because yeah, none of this should have happened. You know, I mean, what 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 the king should have came out and said was Damon is the heir if I don't have any male children. However, that doesn't mean I'm not going to remarry and not have male children. And well, then that could have maybe made everybody happy, except maybe the daughter, but who cares about a child? So it really just comes down to the whole kingdom and and this, this military crazy brother. What do you do? Well, the problem is the king is... is he knows that he has duty, but he also lets himself be ruled by his love. And so that's what's getting him into trouble. He loves his daughter. And so he thinks she, you know, they have the pre previous woman that tried to become king and didn't. So maybe he saw this as a way of rectifying that. Um, but yeah, that's his wishy-washiness and his letting emotions get the better of him is definitely putting him in a very bad position. Indeed. And he's not, and again, tying into that is his lack of awareness. I think he's <laughs> like, aware. He's, he just has no capability of stopping he, himself from doing the dumb things that he's doing. He, right, but even, right. with his, even with oh, his interactions on. with Renera and stuff, there's, or even with Allison, but, right? But, she, where, but Renera is his daughter. She should just shut up. I mean, no. I mean it, well, I'm not saying that, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, though. Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't mean it because of her gender. I'm talking about it's a kid. You know, if you're a parent and you have these these children that are, you know, you, you punish, them, which is you go to your room. 
or something, you know, and, and she's just, I don't know. But, but you talked about it before you, with Allison showing again, right? Her awareness that he doesn't seem to have. Yeah. When she talked him into what, what, what do you want? What is your plan? Like, right. So she showed more awareness than the king. Yeah. Which is good if you're right. going to have her because you need someone who's, who's got some awareness that isn't totally selfish. Right. What, 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 what the king should have done was immediately take out uh, when, when Corliss came to him and says, we got to get rid of this crab guy. He should have said, all right, let's, let's do it. What are we going to do? And that, right then. So three years ago, he, he should have already taken him out and not even got into the situation. But again, what, what do you do about the brother? He's still nuts. What do you do? Well, and the, the thing is, you've also got the people talking against him, especially Otto, right? That have like it's a known fact that they're rivals, mm-hmm. right? And the other thing that I thought was good in this episode was the hunting sequence, where it shows his in his ineffectiveness, even with the the yeah, he could barely factor, even kill he, it with he, the spear. He can do it twice. Well, he was also yeah. drunk. Yeah, but, I know, but, but, no. but, but hold on. First I mean, of it all, was obviously if, assembled, obviously, right? It was, yeah. But, right. But, but it doesn't mean anything in the real world, to, to be honest. But anyway, go on, Mike. Well, the... That's right. I was going to say, the, the one thing with the brother is um, if he had taken care of the crab feeder, he would not have be having this opportunity. Right. Right. By, by, by neglect, sort of like in, in modern politics, if... If one party is refusing, the party in power is refusing to address the issue, whatever it is, inflation, taxes, war, peace, I don't care what it is. It opens up an avenue for the party out of power to say, they're doing it wrong and I would do it differently. Otherwise, he would just be off in Dragonstone, sucking his thumb and nobody would give a shit. He would just be the pouty younger brother who is who is not going to to rise to the throne this allowed him to make an alliance with a with another disgruntled member of his uh of his family and one that could pose a potential problem for him in the future because of their wealth and their 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 might and now their dragon mm-hmm. so there's that one of the problems from last say but both in the last episode and this episode I think they make clear is the tragedy of what's going on with the king and his daughter is that he doesn't talk to her. The two of them have not been communicating for three years. It takes him this long to kind of come clean with her and reassure her that her position is secure. But part of it is because he hasn't decided that for himself. The whole thing with the stag was, oh, shit, there's a white stag on my son's name day. Is this a sign from the gods? that he's supposed to be the king. And he's almost relieved that they find a regular old ordinary brown stag to sacrifice because that's not an ominous, not a, not a portent that, Oh, my child should be the one. In fact, the white stag goes to, uh, Rhaenyra. So not that anybody else knows that. Um, right. Right. One one other person knows it. And, and again, it's it's right. just all it's just all just like symbolism, which means nothing, right? I mean, it's just a, I mean, again, right. I, I yeah, don't but uh, no, 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 it means it it means not it means nothing to to a substantial portion of the population in 21st century uh, North America, right? But I can <laughs> promise you, there's also a shit ton of people in 21st century North America who look at their horoscope every day. Yeah, right. And right. And, but, and and 
and if but you go didn't, back to she didn't kill the the white stag, so right, she kind of hurt herself too. too. That, no, that, I right? think that was good that she didn't do that. Oh, she well, 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 let it live. Got, no, I agree. You don't you want to kill the animal for no reason unless you're going to cook it. But but by her not killing it, it makes her not claim the throne either. So it's like weird. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's, I think that's, that's the symbolism is what I'm saying. That's a lot with anything. You could argue for the people who wanted to would say, see, it came to her and she couldn't kill it and therefore she's not strong enough versus, oh, and see, the white stag came to her because she is the true leader. You could spin this either way that you want. And And you could add to it that she showed mercy. Right. right. So that could be her thing is that that she showed mercy when she had an opportunity to off off the, the white stag. And let's remember, this is a world in which prophecy does exist for real. It's very important. And magic does exist. Right, but she didn't claim the throne. You're supposed to kill the the, the white stag to claim the throne, but she didn't. Well, she can't claim the throne when her dad's still alive. Well, and if it's so ritualistic that all the king has to do is stab it in the throat, (laughs) that's that's my point. It all means nothing. This is my point. But if we are going to say there is true symbolism or, or mysticism in this, then for her not to kill the the white stag, she kind of hurts her own uh, being named. I don't think it's as cut and dry. Like Mike said, there's different factions that might see it a different way. Right. I'm just throwing it out there as devil's advocate. I'm not agreeing right. with any of it because I don't buy, no, buy no, any note of the stag, covers, Note the stag reminded me of? It reminded me of Grandpa in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> Where they put the hammer in his hand yes. to try to kill her. You know, yes. it's like, oh, let's, no, Grandpa, you can't go hit ahead. Her. You can do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. So you know, it's uh, whatever. I mean, I mean, yeah. You know, this these little symbolism, mysticism stuff. Okay, whatever. But again, you know, I mean, what really matters is what what the the people do. You know, and and if the people are going to act like jackasses. Then, then that's what's going to happen, you know. So whether or not welcome they, to the Middle and, Ages, yeah, right, right. And whether, <laughs> whether it was a white stag, a brown stag, or, or a purple stag, doesn't doesn't determine what happens based off of how all these idiots act. Well, it's it all, does because go back to go back to Varys, the puzzle of power from the Game of Thrones, right? Where's the power reside? It resides where the people believe it resides, and the people believe in these signs and omens and and prophecies if the people believe it then they have power mm-hmm. that's true all right i'll give you that and um i i will say i do appreciate i mentioned in the first episode how you have the obvious callback to the first season of game of thrones and the tournament there uh and the joust that introduced the hound and the mountain and here this obviously is calling back um robert baratheon who uh, does not do quite as well on his hunt as this king did on his, but both of them going out to slay an animal while drunk yes, and surrounded by people greedy for power. <laughs> yep. Not true. Yep. I thought the king was actually going to die then <laughs> at that point. I right, thought this right. was going to be his well, end. Well, the, in, in the Baratheon one, the, the, if you, I think if you read the books, he, He's wounded, but he actually dies because Cersei poisons the medicine or something. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so it's a little different in the book, but I see your point, Mike. I also thought for a moment that uh, Viserys was going to let the stag go. 
but then I realized that would also require strength that he didn't have. He didn't yeah. have, yeah. Yeah. Right, because he's got everyone around him wants to kill the stag. Everyone wants to put the hammer in his hand and have him hit the stag over the head. And then he's Everybody just letting wants the stag suffer, and the guy has to tell him to stab it again. Right. And well, part of this, he's drunk, right? He's not entirely all there. And he still uses, I want to point out, he still uses the Lannister spear after, I think, getting in, getting offended by the Lannisters. But he still yes. kind of gives them their way by using the spear as opposed to making a yep. statement by by using a, a spork or something. A spork. <laughs> I know this is off-tangent, but it also, this is what I was just thinking now, um... But the imagery of taking down a stag when we would, you know, 172 years later, get uh, Robert Baratheon, the stag, getting taken down, right? With a Lannister involved. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is some symbolism there. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Let's see. Oh, go on, Mike. Yeah, please. Um, now the question is, like, cause, right? I was expecting the king to die. I wasn't. Wouldn't have been shocked if he was dead, because now we have a position where Otto Hightower has most of what he wants, and if he wanted to be Littlefinger, meaning being and being just as ruthless as Littlefinger, he would now be working on a way to kill off the king. Well, he, he, that's well. The first thing was is he was trying to get Rhaenyra. To marry his grandson, and then then that solves everything in his opinion. And, uh, um, but yeah, uh, it's but even so. Even if he doesn't happen, I still say right now, if the king died tomorrow, there's a good chance that the the, the kingdom splits because gotcha. there will be that. Now there'll be a rush to to, to fill the void, right? Right, or and I don't think. Right, I don't think it'll be Allison who rushes to fill it, but it'll be a whole lot of people on that behalf, are going to back her son on behalf, yep. whether she likes it or not. You know, there will be a be whole bunch Aegon. of people who yeah, exactly will be pushing Aegon and yeah. and 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 wanting to become you know the new hand, the new the master new, of the ships, new, master the of new, laws, the new wife, the new wife of the of Aegon, and all this other stuff. Yeah, right. And and there's a promise good, like, my daughter if, to Aegon. Right, and the the catch is there would be a third faction, and that of course would be Damon. Now, because especially if you have Damon with Corlys, that gives him money and, and power to back up that faction. The problem with um, I think Aegon at this point would be I don't know how many people would really back him with military support because he's not a functional human being yet. Right, but Hightower is there, and, and Allison's there. And who knows? But does Hightower have? But does how much? How much loyalty does Hightower have? Right? Does he have? Oh, well, he has, he has a lot of loyalty point. because it's his, son, his grandson. No, but I mean, but I think had, in the court, who does he have allied with? Him? Right. Exactly. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Right. 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 Yeah. If you if you were if you had a choice right now, just stepping back for a moment. And you have three contenders for the throne. Mm-hmm. An infant, a woman, 
Well, and she and doesn't really have any. And, she doesn't have anybody behind her either. It, and Damon's the, crazy the one brother. that has the power, right? Damon has well, the Valerians. Well, it depends because she's the one that has the power. She would legally have the power. She had everybody swear no, no, their allegiance I, I don't, to I don't, her. But no, but that's the same thing as Aegon, right? It, it, who, who's really backing her? It's Damon. Actually, has people, has armies, has. Uh, uh, he has, boards, he has, boards he has, and, and and stuff, princesses. Well, we don't know that. We know he has one, and that army is, or that navy, really, has apparently taken a beating <laughs> for the last. And three they were years. using him, right? They were using. They expected him to die going into that. Well, yeah, the they, they were. They, well, they were. Pissed, they were pissed at him. Yeah. At the end, they were like, blaming like, him we were for where their stalemate was at. Right. Well, that that was uh, Corliss's brother, right? Corliss was the one who's still trying to maintain mm-hmm. the, the Yeah, it was alliance. the brother. It was the brother. It was the right. brother yeah, who was the yeah. one who's pushing, and he yeah. even calls him out, like, we don't need a mutiny right now. Like, <laughs> if you want to guarantee we lose, that's the best way. Yeah. So I And I do think that there's a, re- a respect that Corliss has for Damon. Again, everything's motivated by the self-interest aspect, but I do think there's an aspect where Corliss does have a respect for Damon. And if he can continue the alliance with him, I think he would he would do that if he has a choice. Whereas his brother doesn't want anything to do with Damon, and he could have rightful reasons for that, right? Yeah. But this is where it's like everybody is 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 on the, the on the board, and everyone's you know causing chaos. I think if you because, look at the research. If you look at the resources behind each one, Aegon might have the, the fewest support behind him. There would be people who would stick with Rhaenyra just because she has the most legitimate claim. She is of age. She has a dragon. And they had already given their fealty. So even if she's not their best choice, it is kind of what they should be doing. And then there will be people who will go with... Um, Dagon because he want uh, Damon because that's who they'd want and because he's a male and he could step in. It's really hard to make the argument for an infant. Well, you know what it is. It's because it's, that would really be because that would really be the Otto Hightower crowd. It, it, yes. It's really like like the the the, the war of the, the five kings. It's just like everybody wants either independence or power, and so you're going to go not with who they think, because a lot of them are going to say, oh, Rhaenyra's is just a 17-year-old nobody. Aegon's a two-year-old nobody. Damon isn't, in theory, should even be in line, because he, there's people ahead of him. So, it's like, who do, we, who, who do, you, who do you go with? You know? Um, so, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I think I think they will go with whoever they think is the, the best for their them. And I don't know if being self-interest is necessarily the bad thing at this point, because if you go with the wrong person, or even if the wrong person is the right person, meaning whoever's technically next in line, you could be doomed. So, because none of them are strong enough to really throw your support in, whether it's the legal one or not, you know? I mean, it's not a, a normal transition of power. It just isn't at this point. Well, that's the, diff- the, the dangerous aspect of all the factions is because you don't just have, you know, right now we don't have just have two factions. We have multiple factions involved if you, if you want to go there, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, again, if you, 
you know, Viserys would be better suited for a different kingdom <laughs> for his type of rule because the one that he's in is there's way too much, uh, you know, infighting and, you know, stabbing each other in the back, right? He's not made for a kingdom like that. If you right. gave him a kingdom that was peaceful and people cooperated with each other and it wasn't greed and whatever, or the, the, the hunger for power, then I think he would be a great leader. But when he's, when it, you are in such a chaotic kingdom, you can't have someone like Viserys because even with his best intentions, he makes things worse. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the problem was is he didn't have a male heir right at the beginning, and if he did, I don't think there would have been a problem. <laughs> so a lot of it's you bad might be luck, right. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there might be an aspect to that, but yeah, there's also the lived... fact that he is who he is, right? Yeah, but but, yeah, if, he, but... If, if he didn't have that bad luck. Right. Wouldn't, this wouldn't even be an issue at this point. Because him being weak wouldn't have mattered as much because he had an heir. Right, and, and he has a brother that's a dick. You know, it's right. not his fault. His brother's a dick. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, everybody can have a brother, and they can be your best friend, or they can be a dick. And he and he lucked into that. He, yeah, and, and he got screwed. You know, it's bad luck. And again, I'm, I'm not saying he's a bad person, right? I'm just saying the situation that he's stuck in is not one that he is made to handle. Well, I, 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 you know what? I think I think you, you could be right, but I also, if we look at it a different perspective, uh, he he landed up in a in a rotten situation, and and the only person that could clean a rotten situation up like that is is a a murderous dictator. Because again, yes. as I said last week, that's how these people stay in power is they eliminate their opponents. So. If he wanted to be a murderous dink, he could have just killed his brother and, and be done with it, and, and then okay, we're, everything's good now. You know, so seriously, they could have just arrested his brother and put him in jail, never seen him ever again, whether they killed him off or not, and and that problem would have been solved, right? So it's and that's what a lot of these dictators do. You know, that's what they do, and and it's a well, terrible yeah, the thing. The whole thing is you eliminate everybody who's a, is a, a possible threat. Okay, what, do you do? what do you do? What do you? Well, what do you do when the prisoner has a dragon? Well, do they well, have right, access right. to the dragon? <laughs> yeah, well, and that's another problem too. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, we don't know. I mean, we had um, who was her? Who was Daenerys's lead drag? Rogan. Drogon. Uh, yeah, Drogon. I think. Well, yeah. who came? Who came to rescue her from the dragon pits? Yeah. Um, from what I understand, it seems like Seraxi is is uh, our is the strongest yeah the he's, largest he's, dragon he's, they have right now yeah he's he's the he's the man that we've woman. seen yeah. yeah 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 so he has the best dragon there's no doubt yeah because the in the i believe cyrax is just a court dragon so it's not a not a war dragon whereas when we see uh, Caraxes is a, obviously is a war dragon and then sea smoke is a war dragon but the, a different aspect yeah, different species or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to explain what what to say about it. It's it's it, it's really just comes down to he has a shitty brother. That was bad luck, and he didn't have a male heir uh, pretty quickly. But honestly, I think it's the brother. I think the the brother is the problem. If the brother wasn't a dink, the, he would he would have said, uh, "King, you're my brother. I'm here for you." Well, you know what? But he wasn't. He's a dink. 
His brother, Damon's the, the whole cause of everything. Oh, okay. well, yeah, largely. It's there's always he could have handled the brother better. Um, that maybe would have resulted in something a little bit uh more amicable. Maybe if he had uh found a way to give his brother something for losing for not being named the heir. Uh, been a little bit more understanding to that, and a little, but because his brother was an asshole, and how he handled the death of his son and his nephew, right? You know yeah, that yeah. that definitely changed things, and the king was not in any mood to hear what was going to happen. I think the, if you present the situation in sort of that cold light of day, do you understand that maybe your brother would would be a little relieved to hear that he didn't? Uh, that he got to keep his, his seat of power, that he thought he was going to be losing it. I, I think he might be able to understand that. But is he going to want to hear that while he's mourning the death of his wife and son? No, not not even remotely. Is he going to want to hear that he was celebrating the death of your son? Absolutely not. Um, well, and if that's the proof he's a dick. If he wasn't a dink, he wouldn't have been celebrating any of that. Well, it doesn't, and it doesn't help the people or the company that Damon keeps, right? It's not like he's... Uh, sticking with a virtuous group, right? right? That was like he was with bad people who egged him on, right? Because there's, a, I think there was a moment when he's sitting there in that uh, the wherever they were when they had the, the the celebration where he wasn't initially fully involved in it, but it was he was egged on. So again, that's an that's another aspect where. He didn't have the strength or the, the the moral fortitude or whatever to see that people were urging him to do something bad and not do it. But maybe I'm reading it wrong. Uh, no, I, 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 I can concur because not only is, is the brother a bad seed, but I'm sure all the people around him aren't, you know, you, know, you, you keep the company of the type of person you are. You know? And what's that mob mentality, right? It enables you to do things you wouldn't do if you didn't have a mob around you, right? So if you right. have a, bad, a bunch of bad people around you, then there's a good chance that you're going to get wrapped up into that stuff. As opposed if you were, you know, with people going out and, you know, petting deer or something all day kind of thing, right? Like that there's aspects of that where his faults were played up as part of that problem. And it doesn't help. And then I think there's also the aspect of the best villains are the ones who think they're right. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. have some sort of justification for what they're doing and maybe some aspect of it. Cause I, I do think he cares about Viserys and I do think he cares about Renera, yeah. but he makes bad decisions <laughs> and he doesn't think things out. And it, that's the problem because I think they did auto. Like one of the things that Otto knows is that he can, he can play Damon like a fiddle and set it like give him the opportunity to hang himself. And Damon does it. It sure does. But if Damon wasn't a dink, it, it be could wrong. be different. Could be yeah. different. Right. Now the, the the other thing is it, it could be another another per, another factor comes out right so I think yeah, I think that's yeah. what makes it interesting this story is it is just so much going on 
Yeah. True, true. And I can see, Phil, why you say, I don't like any of these characters very much because you we're not seeing the best of them. <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah, the thing true. is, they're not all evil. And I again, I will, I'm not an auto fan. I've said that from the start. But there's an aspect I can respect about how he's protecting his family. I may not like the way he's going about it, but I respect that in his mind, he's doing what is right for his family, what's best and for the his king, family. And the kingdom. Yeah. In, well, he, I, that's how he feels. Well, okay, but then, yeah, yeah, so yeah, exactly. he feels he's doing it best for the kingdom, it's best for his family as well, right? So, well, and a, what has he done at the moment that's bad? That's really that bad. He's turned his friend's eye to his daughter, which, look, we find creepy because we live again in, in today's age. age. Yeah. But, but as the king said, you know, marriage is a duty. And right. I think the it's king, the emotional ma- manipulation aspect of that. Is what I see. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But yeah, so I mean, you don't have to just kill people to be bad, right? You can be bad by doing different actions. But but is he really bad? Well, that's what I'm saying. He's he's an important family. He got his daughter married to an important member of the family, and his grandchildren could possibly be uh, monarchs. He pointed out Damon as a dick to his brother. And which is true, his team uh, is a dick. Um, he, what else has he done? That's that's really bad. He he let Damon hang himself, and he married his daughter off to the king. I think it's the scheming aspect. I think, I think I think yeah, but but what scheming things are, has it been despicable? I haven't seen it yet. It hasn't been any worse it's than not... anything I've seen anybody else. That's my point. Go on, Mike. I mean, it's. And there actually does seem to be genuine affection there. So if his was making his daughter do something that she found terribly loathsome, like she couldn't stand the, being with the king, or if the king was, oh, somebody like Joffrey, oh, okay. But he's a decent guy. She understands the whole point that when you're of, in their position, you marry for power. And she's going to benefit from that. And she seems to be perfectly fine with it. So yeah, I get it, and I, it's it's skeevy, but it's also the way of the that particular world. And I haven't seen him betray anybody yet. I've seen him try to manipulate things to his advantage. He's he's a politician who's playing politics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I could see why you don't like him because he is a politician, and. Being a politician makes him do things that we wouldn't necessarily do. But based off of his standing and what he's doing, I haven't seen anything yet that makes me say he's as bad as, say, Collis or or Damon or any of these other people that we've seen that have been kind of gross. No, I get what you guys are saying, and I, you know, I totally. And this is the again, I think this is the beauty of being able to have characters where you can see different things and it affects different people in different ways. And that's, that's good writing, I think. Mm-hmm. And I will say that he, uh, Reese playing auto is fantastic. Again, I think we, we probably all agree that the cast has been great so far. Yeah. Yeah. I would concur. Yeah. And so I like, again, it just, personal 
Well, I think like can you like you mentioned mentioned Corliss. Can you understand why Corliss did what he did? I can. Oh, I did. I did totally. Yeah. And, um, and like it, you it, say, Phil, you don't like Corliss, and I like Corliss, so it's no. Just, I didn't. I didn't say I didn't like Corliss. I I I, I said you did like some of his actions. How like that? Is that better? Oh right, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and, but but again, he's got to do what he's got to do for himself, right? For his own family, so right. And not right. only himself and his family, and even his people, right? It's, it's his people and his ships are being attacked that and destroyed. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. and and he's the first one I can think of because we didn't get to hear anything from the crab eater that has actually expressed any concern for his people. Right. And nobody True. else has said anything. Nope, no one's too concerned about that aspect. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. king isn't a fool. He understands that if he does not have a, uh, if he doesn't have an heir, and that thing's sorted out, that it's going to mean terrible things for not just his family, but for the kingdom as a whole. But right. he isn't exactly phrasing it that way. Right. No. Right. And, and and when you look at it, I mean, what 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 did Corlys try to do? Basically, get his daughter to marry the king instead of, but you know, just high tower beat him out to it. Right. So. Well, high tower didn't beat him out to it. It's just the other girl was younger and not quite what the king was going to go for at that point. Just no, no, well, 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 right, right. I, I'm not talking. <laughs> I, well, I don't mean it that way. I don't mean how yeah. the king thought of it. I'm talking about as a power struggle or or winning. Winning, he did not win. Clovis did not win. Right, he did not win, but he was first to the game because the king was walking with that twelve-year-old first. Indeed, <laughs> and also Clovis, you know, you know, he he did go behind the back of the, the king, you know, to, with Damon. So you know, and so he's you know, but again, it, it was it was understandable because, as Mike said, he's doing it for his own ships and his own people and whatever. So and the king, and the king wasn't didn't willing to make a move. Yeah. Right, and then, exactly. So it's it is bad, right? Again, I know that Viserys is trying to do the right thing, but by trying to do the right thing, it ends up causing all these other issues. Because if he had responded when Corliss had mentioned what was going on, who knows what could have been could have gone or happened then, right? And I get I get that he didn't want a civil war, but if someone's already warring on you, which is what the crab feeder was doing. Mm-hmm. Like it's already the choice was already made for you. You can either yeah. let them just run roughshod on you, or you have to fight them. Well, and I didn't understand his reasoning behind not going after the crab eater, except yeah, for except for weakness. I mean, there is no other reason not to destroy an enemy that is attacking one of your people. Oh, he didn't want to go to war, and yeah. we can we can we can talk like through through our own history, like how much. Um, there were little provocations uh, from on the uh, from Al Qaeda and other terrorist groups before nine eleven, right? And we just there were there were there were smaller provocations, smaller provocations, and smaller provocations, and then finally reacted. And the question is, what what if we had reacted stronger before then? Would things have gone the way that they did? Or maybe they would have. Maybe things would have been worse. And of course, there's people who think that we overreacted to 9/11. So it just all depends. There's always a case of how far do you go before you respond with with an over show of force. And the longer you go, the stronger the the, the show of force is probably going to have to be. Yeah, to match it exactly. 
Oh, not only match it, but also because you're going to allow your 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 opponent more time to get stronger. Well, he was, but he was violating one of the big things about Kinghood, which is protecting your vassals. That's when you start losing support. Um, so that it's not like the United States, you know, in in Al Qaeda. Not in my opinion, because of the way it worked. Well, you could use whatever you want. You could talk about uh, Hitler and uh, and and Chamberlain, right? And well, we let him take Poland. No, no, uh, Czechoslovakia. Uh, Czech, right, Czechoslovakia. Sorry. So, how far do you go? Right. At what point do you just say enough? And so, yeah, I understand. This is the problem any any ruler is going to have. How far do you let your your enemies go before you finally have to commit to going to war? And when, because if you wait too long, it's going to be that much worse. It's going to be more intractable. If you go too soon, you may be risking lives when it's not necessary. Yeah, I just feel like it's different because of that vassal-king relationship. He's violating that part of the pact just within his own community. Yeah, and I think that's perfectly fair. I think there's no easy answers for something like this. And it didn't help having Otto as one of the people talking against Corliss, right? And talking against getting involved with the crab feeders situation. Because it wasn't like Otto was saying, no, we need to step up and stop them. Otto was like, no, we want to get involved with it. Yeah. Well, everybody, everybody is, is really just looking out for themselves. Is, is what it's yeah. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. But the king doesn't have that. <laughs> he he that doesn't luxury? have that luxury. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's he's got vassals, and they answer to him. He has to also give them protection, and he's not doing that in this instance. And it looks, you know, it doesn't just look bad to Corliss; it looks bad to everybody. Yeah. Well, and then, and then the response, right? Like whether or not he should step in now. Well, how does it look? But like at some point, you have to stop worrying about how it looks, as to what's actually going on. Right. Well, and that's kind of the point that Allison makes, right? Like, is it yeah. is it bad for or good for the country? Will your kingdom be stronger or weaker if the the crab eater continues to be successful. Yeah. And I think the crab feeder was pretty happy for how things were going for a while. Yeah. He's yeah. not now though. Cause he's cut. Not, maybe not now, but then he's also <laughs> cured of his disease. So that's a positive. Or now, free now here's, from it. <laughs> now here's my question. What happens to Damon? He's going to become a figure of great renown now. But he also just killed somebody with grayscale. Grayscale, yeah. So does he get grayscale? He's done. And he didn't just kill them. He grabbed his body and dragged it around, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, to prove, to bring him out to to show it, yeah. But what what, what, what a waste that that, the crab guy was, though. I thought he was going to be an awesome villain, and he became nothing. I know. He was uh, gone. He was was a red herring. Yeah, this is where the pacing, right, is like yeah. we would have expected him to be the big bad for a while at least. And yeah. obviously they have a different pacing for what they're trying to tell in the story. So it did, it did feel a little bit, I wouldn't say it's felt as bad as having the Night King getting off as he was. But it did feel like, oh, 
I kind of like kinda it though because it. it it's almost encapsulating each episode as a full story as a as a period right. of time, right? So yeah. that's that's yeah. good. So and there also is a yeah. big difference here versus the later episodes of Game of Thrones, which again we don't. I didn't need to see uh, you know seven episodes of people traveling between kingdoms. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then but teleporting that, after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> right, but that that was fast forwarding between scenes, where this yeah. is fast forwarding between episodes, and then we're ch- and then we're hanging out and chilling at that particular episode in that particular time period for at least an episode or most yeah. of an episode, you know. So it's not like you know we 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 covered three years in a fifteen minute clip at each you know fifteen minutes at a time, you know we are we're we're getting our bearings at a new. Crucial juncture in time. Yeah. And we're taking out all the boring crap. Right. We didn't need to see, like, what, uh, was it the Siege of River Run? Uh, Oh, that was uh, actually a pretty good scene, though. That was a good scene. No, it was a scene, but I'm saying we didn't need to sit there and watch or leave something go, or uh, the Greyjoys holding Winterfell. We didn't need to spend episodes upon episodes upon episodes of... Of uh, uh, yeah, doing wax on, wax off. Oh, doing wax on, wax off of them not being able to get the uh, of uh, getting the crab feeder to come out of his hole. We didn't need him sitting there like the French taunter in uh, in uh, the Holy Grail. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I taunt you again. <laughs> I That's taunt true. your That's general true. direction. That's true. That's true. There it smells of elderberries. Yes, we did. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. That's true. That's true. I don't know if you guys felt it as a little bit, but I felt the as like that last part with uh, Damon's uh, solo suicide attack mission. It had a little bit of feel like Hard Home and just that pacing, and then some of the music. But maybe it was just me that noticed that or felt that. Oh, okay. I can see that now. I actually wasn't even thinking about. Hard home, hard home. That was the uh, that was the episode where at the very end the uh, zombies come storming through the the fishing oh, village. Oh, the, oh, the the one with the the um, the, the the wildlings. Yes. yes, and then when the Night King raises the dead army as John is trying to get back to the that ship. That was awesome. The best ever. Right. It just that it it had that kind of tense. Yeah, it, for it. it was really well done. I just love that scene. It was really good. I mean, just watching him make his way through nimbly and agilely oh, all awesome. the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was just so well done. And then you think he's done at the very end. And yeah. surprise! <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing. Thank God they had the the, smoke. <laughs> the, the beginning and the ending to this episode because the middle was kind of a little boring but but the, the beginning and then the ending was awesome it's the greatest thing ever yeah <laughs> anything with dragons is awesome and i, I just liked i liked how they did the setup with the start and the ending with the dragons so that was cool too so right right Yeah, and we're getting more dragon than I thought we were going to get, so I'm pretty happy with that. Well, it makes sense, because dragons are normal in that day and age, right? So yeah, it I guess, makes sense, yeah. but the cost of it, I I was worried about that Yeah. in relation to what we did Because at least they see. do quality work with it, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, true. that's true. So I hope oh, that's yeah, not yeah. affected. Oh, and I'll season. tell you one thing, dude. This, this graphics of the dragon is so much better than... All the animals from Prey, that movie on Hulu. I'll tell you that. 
I, I actually believe the dragons existed by watching this versus the, the fake animals. I, I, I think each episode might have a bigger budget than Prey did. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah. You're probably right. Well, Prey hey, did hey, have, I think had, had $65 million, believe it or not, or something. But, I was going to say, Mike, you usually know how much shows cost. How much does this, this season of this show cost, do you think, compared to Lord uh, of the Rings? From, from, what, from what I saw, it was $20 million an episode, which is a lot less than Lord of the Rings. Yeah, because Lord of the Rings was a billion. Oh, a billion dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's just crazy. Yeah, that's that's ludicrous. Now, I know they paid like $250 million just for the rights, but still, that's three quarters of a billion dollars spent on the show. And they don't really have any big known actors. Right. And I think they said it was oh, $200 million it, for yeah. House of the Dragon. How much? $200 million. What twenty million an episode, right? Ten episodes. Yeah. Well, for Game of Thrones, yeah. this Game of Thrones, yeah, this, this House of well, the Dragon, this, yeah, House of the Dragon, yeah. Right. yeah. Whereas right. the 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 last series was about fifteen million an episode by the end. Right, right. I wish they they would they would. And this, I said this during Game of Thrones that if they had played the Game of Thrones live at nine, you know, nine o'clock on Sunday nights at a theater, I would go see it. I yeah. would have gone see it each well, each week. Point, I would have yeah. I would have spent the nine bucks, or whatever it is. I've said that about episodes of The Mandalorian. Um, if, if they did the season finale or something like that, there, um, there, there are some shows I absolutely would have done that with. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah, I concur. I concur. And then I th- the one thing I was going to point up is point out is that uh, article I saw about the CGI thing that they had with this this episode. Where, you know, like in the Game of Thrones, they had, like, was it a Starbucks cup or something that was in a shot? And everyone yeah. was, was, uh, oh, that was right. Know, yeah, talking yeah. about that. And in this, this episode, for whatever reason, uh, Viserys' hand, his two, uh, two fingers on his left hand are yeah. supposed to be missing, but you can still see the green, <laughs> the green, uh, thing, uh, green, uh, mitt or glove or whatever he's wearing. Oh right, right. because they and were they, the green screen glove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, and you could see it. They they forgot you the, could see the, it. to do the green screen. Yeah, that's too funny. Yeah. But they may go back because I think they went back and got rid of that. And fix that stuff. stuff. Yes, yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. like uh, Gene's guy in the second season of Mandalorian, where uh, yeah. if you look, there's there's just a guy in jeans, like like off to the side of the camera, <laughs> that got caught by the camera. Um, that's awesome. But yeah, but but then he got digitally removed, and I, and I think that's part of it, right? Is that uh, in the old days, they couldn't afford to be sloppy, no. And so they maybe was were a little bit more conscientious. We're here. Oh, you know what? We'll just fix it in post. The beauty of right, right. We, we, we can digitally remove the uh, the boom mic or or whatever that happens to be out there. Um, we can get rid of it later. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, and well, and they don't even know what's there until all the fans mention it, and then they say, "Oh, yeah. all right, let's go remove it now." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, like, who's watching frame by frame to to, to see that? Like, I like the the episode, people. but I couldn't watch it like there, that. There, there are people. <laughs> look, there, there are there are OCD people out there. Yep, that is what they do, and and God bless them for doing it. But there's yeah, also Red Bull and Reddit. But sometimes yeah. you just catch something. Out of the corner of your eye, and you go and back you can't and you look, it. <laughs> and you cannot see it. And when you have literally millions of people watching it, the odds Someone's of one person 
just so happy. And, and different people look at things differently. Different and things, well, yeah. I may be watching to see, you know, somebody's performance. Someone else may be focusing on, uh, you know, on costuming. Somebody else may be focusing on the set design. And people watch. I usually watch. Uh, I didn't get a chance to because of uh, the holiday weekend, and I had to visit with family today. I try to watch each episode twice before we do this. Um, I only got to watch it once. Uh, I had to go back and rewatch the scene with the uh, the dream sequence when he talks about the dream because I kind of missed that the first time through. But I always only right. watched it once. But I usually watch it twice. Some people will watch it. This is it. This is their thing. Yeah. And and they will watch it five or six or seven times and and watch it not have it on the background you know while they play uh while they play candy crush um and and so (laughs) when you do that you'll occasionally catch things you, you you didn't catch before and in fairness i watched this episode three times because i really really enjoyed it but if i if i hadn't seen that article i wouldn't have had a clue (laughs) I yeah. just watched. I just went to see Jaws in IMAX yesterday. And, Everyone's uh, going to see I Jaws. I did too. I did too. All right. Well, we're, Very, you did too. Well, now I'm now just saying. Well, two. But I mean, I've right. seen that how many times? And there's the scene where Quint introduces himself at the town meeting, and I just noticed for the first time a guy you know, there wearing hey, like a wearing, know, wearing what, a. What did he do? Wearing. Come on, Mike. X or something. What did, what did yes. repeat that? Yeah, you 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 broke, you broke up. Sorry. Out. Oh, so, so somebody was there just happened to wearing a local T-shirt about, like, Joe's Crab Cakes or something. I'd never seen it before. I've never noticed it before. Why <laughs> did I notice it this time besides the fact that it was in IMAX? I have no idea. But I just thought it was just weird that I've, I've never took note of it before. And But I noticed it this time, and I couldn't stop trying to make out exactly whether it was, was it Clam Bake or Crab Cakes. <laughs> Which one was it? Right. <laughs> Now, um, all right, let's uh, we'll probably stop wrapping up because now we're talking about uh, crabs, and it's not the crab villain. It's it's crab cakes from Josh. So uh, we give up our final thoughts on this episode. So uh, let's start with you, Mike. Yeah, I, it's again, it's it's another really good episode. And, you know, I saw somebody were saying, uh, well, it's Game of Thrones, so you got to do dragons. It's like enough of the politics. It's like, well, no, Game of Thrones is as much about the politics as it's about the dragons, if not oh, more yeah. so. And yeah. and they really are giving us a lot. And like you said, there's there is not yet a Prince Joffrey. The the and I can't even say the crab eater was because we don't know anything about his politics. The crab eater was a MacGuffin, right? He was the foe to be vanquished to further the plot. Um, this is a this is a solid episode. It's continuing the 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 plot machinations. I I can understand the point of view of literally every character in this. Uh, whether I agree with them or not is a whole other matter, but I understand their motivations. Everything is clear cut. Everything makes some sense from their own twisted point of view, and I, I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see where they go from here. Oh, yep. All right, let's go with you, Barrett. Yeah, I love this episode. Um, I'm really, really enjoying the show more than I expected to, so I'm pretty happy with it right now. Um, thumbs up. Should be watching it. That's all I got to say. All right, sounds good uh, for myself. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty good show. Uh, this episode was, was the best of the three so far. 
uh, oddly the 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 battle scenes were were more exciting or, or more interesting, I should say, than the machinations in the middle. But uh, because probably the characters are kind of annoying and and not likable but generally it makes sense because that's the point of the show so uh yeah big thumbs up for this episode uh let's go with you sean uh absolutely love it i'm loving this season so far uh very happy and uh as i mentioned i think in one of the episodes before the having that excitement and anticipation for what's going to happen next is like they've got me on the hook so Excellent job. And everything from the cast, the story, the effects, everything's great. So I'm very, very happy. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so uh, next week we will uh, be recording uh, episode four. So we'll talk about episode four next week. If you have uh, an email, you can email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com. Or go to darkdiscussions.com, the website, and choose the Contact Us link. Uh, which is basically in the menus uh, on every page, and it'll open up a mailing box where you can do it that way as well. Just put dragon or something like that in the subject so we know it's specifically for this podcast here because your co-hosts do other podcasts on this network. Uh, so uh, that's pretty much it. So uh, with all that stated, Mike, why don't you leave this up? Well, thank you once again for listening to A Destination of Dragons, a House of the Dragon podcast. Uh, please tune in next week, and we'll find out what uh, completely uh, irrational age we want to marry someone off to next week. <laughs> <laughs>